And if you don't know me, my name is Hiroko Hayase. I've been a KUC member more than 15 years and currently taking an online seminary course in Japan. I thank God and you for giving me this opportunity to share his message with you again. Today, let us look at the book of Habakkuk. How many people have ever read the book of Habakkuk? Oh, few, yes. Or in that case, have you ever heard the sermon from it? Hmm? No. <laughs> yes, it's a very short book, only three chapters. Maybe you can read it within 10 minutes. But this book is seldom read by people. And I hope that the book of Habakkuk today will inspire you. Before we start, let us begin with our prayer. <clears throat> our Father in heaven, Today, let us learn the meaning of your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, as you taught in the Lord's prayer. May our meditations, our hearts be pleasing to you. Amen. Amen. Slide one, please. Thank you. Okay, history study. Let us look at the uh, historical background of Habakkuk's time. Can you read it? Can you see it? It's very small. After King Solomon died, as you know, Israel was divided into two countries, southern kingdom of Judah and the northern kingdom of Israel. If you look at the uh, king's name, uh, it's, uh, king, it's southern kingdom of Judah. His first king was Rehoboam. And Israel's first king is uh, Jeroboam. Do you know which king was a uh, son of Solomon? Do you know? Oh. Rehoboam is the son of Solomon and the grandson of the king David. And many kings reigned in two kingdoms over several hundred years. During this uh, king's period, there were four great prophets written in red. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel. And 12 minor prophets written in blue. And one of the, in the uh, Judah is Habakkuk. He is a minor prophet. As you can see, I indicated. The Lord Almighty brought the Israelites to the promised land, Canaan, where they faced seven nations greater in number and strength. The Canaanites, the indigenous people who are pagan, who are formidable enemy of the Jewish belief, as they tempted the as Israelites to dilute their faith. Israelites were told to exterminate Canaanites by God, but they acted unfaithfully to the order. Affected by this, 
they started worshipping both Yahweh God and the pagan god, Baal, and other idols. As a result, 722 BC, northern kingdom of 10 tribes was conquered and destroyed by the Assyrian Empire. Meanwhile, southern kingdom of Judah, the rulers, or rulers and religious leaders affected by pagan were committing sins and also causing a social disorder. Around 600 BC, when the country of Neo-Babylonian began to take power, many prophets were prophesizing that the Babylonian Empire would be conquering the kingdom of Judah. Did the people of Judah pay attention to this warning? No, they never paid attention to the word of God, nor they changed their attitudes. It is thought that Habakkuk prophesied in kingdom Judah about 10 years before the Babylonian captivity. Under that circumstance, Habakkuk cried out to the Lord concerning the debasement of the society due to unfaithful acts of the people of Judah. Habakkuk begins with complaint, verse 2 and 4. How long, O Lord, must I call for help, but you don't listen, or cry out to you, violence, but you do not save? Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing, distraction, violence before me? There is a strife and the conflict abounds. Therefore, the law is paralyzed, and justice never prevails. The wicked helm in the righteous, so that justice is perverted. What a mess and the terrible situation Kingdom Judah was in. Imagine something like that occurring around us in your country or in the church. How heartbreaking it will be. And verse 6, God God's answer to Habakkuk's complaint was to punish the people of Judah by having the Babylonians invade and destroy Judah. Having heard a terrifying God's answer and this pitless punishment, Habakkuk must have been terribly shocked. Habakkuk's complaint continued, verse 13. Your eyes are too pure to look on evil. You cannot tolerate the wrong. Here, Habakkuk is making even sarcastic remarks towards God. It continues, when, when do you tolerate that, uh, why do you tolerate the, tolerate the treacherous? Why are you silent? while the wicked swallows up those more righteous than themselves. The treacherous refers to the Babylonian Empire. Those more righteous refers to Judah. This sounds more like a charge rather than an appeal. Habakkuk says to God, although God judges Judah for their sins, God does not judge Babylonian, but instead allow them to punish and conquer Judah. Can God be called the God of justice, 
if he uses Babylonian as a helping hand of Lord to punish the Israelites? How is Habakkuk able to watch the savage Babylonian prosper at the expense of the righteous Jews? Habakkuk cannot understand God's plan. Do you feel the same way sometimes? All the unrest in the world, it happened, the Holocaust, wars, natural disasters, accidents, terrorists, abusive relationships. Why are all these things allowed to occur if God is righteous and filled with love? Evildoers get away unpunished while the weak and the children and the helpless are trampled on. Some of us might have experienced injustice and have questioned God, like Habakkuk did. Why I didn't get the promotion or job, but some who didn't get the big effort got it? Why my loved one died so early? Recently, in US, is two mass, mass shootings occurred in Ohio and Texas, and that killed 30 people. And last month, uh, 35 young talented animators were killed by fire started by arson in Kyoto. Why my cancer, cancer test result came positive? I really wanted to see my children growing up. Why God destroyed my house two times by earthquakes or in landslide as well? Why world politics was so full of deception, increasing attention among the countries? Perhaps this is the story for us. Sorry. Habakkuk's questions are speaking on behalf of our hearts. What on earth is God doing? Why is God allowing evildoers get to get away? Why does God not put an end to the injustice or the evil, but simply sit back and watch? We are asking God, why? 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 Just as Habakkuk did. In the Old Testament period, Deuteronomic lessons teach that the righteous man who obeys God's law will be properly rewarded against the wicked. Therefore, Habakkuk appeals to God's nature and character in verse 12. My God, Holy One. Originally, holy means to separate or to be set apart for a special purpose. In that sense, holy God refers to the unbiased and sovereign God. Although Habakkuk says, while the wicked swallows up, those more righteous than themselves. The betrayal of the Jews and the sins of the savage Babylonians are equally out of bounds in the sight of God. Habakkuk tried to say we are better than the Babylonians, but in God's eyes, both Israelites and the Babylonians are sinners. 
near for the mere fact that we are sinner separate us from God. That is the nature of God's holiness. This holy God says, verse 5, Look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed, for I am going to do something in your days that you wouldn't believe even if you are told. In his sovereignty, God does one thing in this era. He changes the course of history. Amazingly, that was a response from God. However, God says the people of Judah wouldn't believe even if they were told. If you try to tell something to your friends and they refuse to believe you, it's probably because they either do not know you very well or and they don't trust you completely. You wouldn't believe even if you're told. God knew that the people of Judah didn't have a right relationship with God and didn't trust God at all. God is trying to point out the reality of Judah, which is their lack of faith. Why did God say like that? At that time, Habakkuk hoped that his faith in God would be proved one by one through a chain of the events in reality. He has placed God into his own ideal image of God. His appeal is based on his own concept of God, how God should act in such adverse conditions. That is where God pointed out his lack of faith. Here, we need to ask ourselves for a moment. Yes, don't we? also create a fixed image of God based on our own understanding and how God should be? Don't we sometimes confuse our strong desire to believe with faith itself? Just like Habakkuk did. At times, we want something to happen so badly, we pray honestly and expect God to listen and make it come true instead of a praying that your will be done on earth as in heaven, as it is in heaven. Some, some may tend to cling on their idealistic God based on their conviction. That may be somebody's conviction, but it may not be the faith from God's point of view. If members at church have different ideas of God and different convictions, then, obviously, there is no unity there, just confusion and division. It is not easy to distinguish an individual belief or conviction from faith. I will give you an example. Give me a slide, too. Yeah. This is a uh, this is an example. Japanese are often said to be deeply religious. Uh, you can see they go to temples and shrines to pray for the various reasons, such as at New Year to pray for a good year, or Shichigo-san, 
which is uh, celebrating the growth of children aged 7 and 5-3. So you can see the Jap children wearing a traditional Japanese kimono. And also writing a wish list is uh, on the piece of the wood called Emma. It's such as, um, as passing the university examination, entrance examination, or um, is, a, is a kind of um, passing, uh, is a getting a good job or, or get married, etc. And this devotion shows their belief in various gods or Buddha. But all they are asking for is their benefits and comforts. There's personal desires to come true. I know we are different from such Japanese pagan worshippers, but some of us may have a similar understanding of Christian faith or may act like a Habakkuk. When it comes to that kind of belief and devotion that is no longer in accordance with faith, we need to think very carefully about what God said to Habakkuk and ask ourselves, are we just like Habakkuk? Do we clearly understand that the subjective belief and conviction is different from faith? And Habakkuk's, after Habakkuk's lack of faith was pointed out by God, he says in chapter 2, verse 1, I will look to see what God will say to me and what answer I am to give, what answer I am to, give to this complaint. Now Habakkuk takes a wait-and-see attitude before God. The prophet Isaiah says, as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God teaches us there is a sovereignty of God and the grace of God, both of which are beyond our thoughts. And the God replies to Habakkuk in chapter 2, verse 4, See, he is puffed up. His desires are not upright but the righteous will live by their face. In other translation, it says, look at the proud. Their spirit is not right in them, but the righteous live by their face. And this right, righteous live by their face is the main theme of the book of Habakkuk. The original meaning of face in Hebrew is emnah, that is to act on trustworthiness and firmness. And therefore, those who obey God can trust in God as a response to God's trustworthiness and the truth and firmness. Faith, uh, faith needs to be demonstrated by trusting in the truth of God. It has nothing to do with subjective convictions or personal belief wishes. God teaches Habakkuk that the righteous man must stand, stand firm by faith in trusting God. This verse 4, the righteous live by their faith, was quoted by Paul in New Testament. Romans 117, Galatians 311. And it is also written in Hebrew 1038. 
but author may not be Paul. The righteous, the righteous live by their faith, is an important key of faith alone. Faith alone is, is said that all are justified freely by God's grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. <clears throat> Romans 3 24. God says Habakkuk to trust him. The righteous will live by their faith, and unrighteous will live, unrighteous will be judged in the end. <clears throat> Initially, Habakkuk had harsh verdict and he feared for his life. Thus, he could not accept the work of God. But the chapter 3 says, the plan of God is manifested in, the, in order to destroy the Babylonian completely and to save God's people truthfully. Sorry, I'm thirsty. Namely, God is watching and aware of everything. He gives the people a grace period of repentance. Holy God intervenes in all evil and eventually judge all evil. After hearing this, we can see Habakkuk's face grows. He felt the depth and firmness of God's truth and says, let all the earth be silent before God. And Habakkuk prays in assurance and facing God that the day of dreadful calamity to come immediately but that also God would, in wrath, remember mercy. Now, we can make a personal repentance and know the forgiveness of our sins by the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. Through Christ, we received in him the hostility Habakkuk had feared and our sins. God intervened directly at evils through Christ in order to save us from our sins. Second Corinthians says, God reconciled us with him by Christ. The Lord Jesus took our evils and sins and restored our relationship with holy God who once separated us. Certainly, at the root of all evils, God intervenes, and all evil is crushed through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Having known this, don't, don't we feel like rejoicing, jumping around, and dancing? And literally, I was writing this script, and I really danced with joy. We are forgiven and free from all sins. Slide three, please. Yes. And also, Habakkuk also rejoices in experiencing God's deep providence and knowing that eventually God's unbiased judgment is coming. In 3, 18 to 19, Habakkuk says, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. The sovereign God is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. 
As you can see, Israel is there on the Rocky Mountain, and Habakkuk was so empowered by the presence of the true living God. And the joyfully dance, jumping like a deer even on the steep rocks. His confidence that God is with him began to grow and his face grew. He was delighted to be given the faith to find the hope in the will of God. What a transformation he made. Now, Habakkuk is jumping around praising the Lord instead of complaining on and on and on. Yes, real faith is to bring us a real transformation. Even Prophet Habakkuk, who directly interacted with God, can lose sight of God's sovereignty as a ruler of human history. We need to know how much more we can easily lose sight of them. Sometimes, maybe often, God allows us to go through things or to face things that we just don't understand. But we, you know, that often seems to be the way God works, doesn't it? Sometimes it seems he is just seeking us to trust him. But we may have an uncertain face like a Habakkuk had. We may struggle with faith that may lead to conflict with reality. It is neither unfaithfulness nor embarrassing because Habakkuk, deni Habakkuk didn't deny, uh, sorry, because Habakkuk didn't try to hide them, but he was arguing with God and asking God for an answer. He did not try to escape turning away from God because God wouldn't do anything. Finally, I hope that the Habakkuk, book of Habakkuk now encourages you. And please remember the followings. First, let us closely examine the face that is different from personal conviction or belief. Faith is to live by trusting in the truth of God. God is saying, trust me. Second, let us rejoice together in God's trustworthiness and the truth in the Bible. How do we get them? We can only get them by knowing God more through listening to his words with our broken and humble hearts and by asking God for it. Let us pray. Even when I don't see it, you are walking. Even when I don't feel it, you are walking. You never stop. You never stop walking. Father, you are saying, trust me, trust me. Even in the midst of confusion or uncertainty, and pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We will open our hearts to you like Habakkuk did. We want to grow in our faith, a faith that has a heart after you, God. Amen.